Another song with no singers. Lyrics, no voices. Unseen performances. Ordinary. Brown braided woman with big legs and full lips. Become yourself. I got a real dead loving here for you now. I guess this is goodbye. Like you've never seen it before. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Presents Real Poetry. I am here once again with my two co-hosts for the poet for the poetry pot, picture and popcorn. I have to give you Marvin and Auntie Vice, my popcorn snatchers. Woo! What up? And today we have a guest. Straight from Berkeley, California, I give you friend of mine, Slim Poe Extraordinaire. I found your, <laughs> I found your CD yesterday. Oh my goodness! I got that sucker. Got that. I like to give y'all Bree Blue. Woo! Hello, hello, hello! Thank you for having me. Happy to be Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you here. I know we had a little off off segment time and everyone's getting to know each other and stuff. And I, I, I awesome I'm already seeing awesome are getting accustomed to this. Oh yeah, you guys are stuck in. <laughs> we like to hear. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about the 2010 movie for Colored Girls. Now, for Colored Girls, it's a long. Let me say the whole thing for you. The whole name of the of the um, of the film this thing is adapted to. The title is called "For Colored Girls Who One Who Thought About who Committing have Suicide, Who Have Considered Suicide," but the rainbow is enough. When the rainbow is enough. Yes. All of that. Too now, much. <laughs> now, now, is the so I looked at her name. Is it um, Tazaki? Sing, or I have never the, pronounced the, it correctly. The, the, I was, I was trying to sing, I think. I, I don't but she's a, she is the author of this, um, of this original stage from um, stage film or stage dramatic adaptation. She had created a thing called um, choreo poem. Which is actually the actually the information it points out in Wikipedia and stuff. They say it's a dramatic expression using poetry, music, um, story, and song. So and movement and movement. Yeah, yes. that's the big. They yeah. mm -hmm. dance or dance. Yeah. And in as it was put out in the 1975 and stuff, it got a lot of awards and stuff, and just. The, it basically had a lot of a lot of similes, um, a lot of monologues and stuff that worked along with the movement of the 
movie. Stage play. <sighs> Original stage play. Original so stage play. play. That this? Into the movie. Even though they say not a stage play because it was a choreo poem, it was it was a thing. I I okay. honestly thought it was such a great idea. I mean, for some of the scenes, oh my god, they worked really well. Like the beginning poem piece with oh. Loretta Devine. Okay, oh. just saying this right now. Whatever Loretta Devine is in, I will immediately watch. It. I love her. She's great. She cannot be in any role that I will not like. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, and then like when they just do this like amazing smooth transition of you looking fish-eyed from the door uh, people at her while she's just fucking laying into Frank where she does her piece where it's like I don't need you I don't ever need another man that's it I'm done taking care of you and I I didn't even realize that was like her piece that just felt like such a smooth line oh my god it was perfect like just chef's kiss like I'll give you that perfect scene sure perfect scene but, but then he's like but, <laughs> but there is, no no like but then there are other moments where like it just felt like a little forced for me you know like yes. some parts where it felt forced like the one thing parts i do really think i like that just really yeah you got you just give me. it up <laughs> sit back I'm marvin got this <laughs> no i that's just me like there's just certain parts where they did it where it just bugged the hell out of me it's like yeah. you had some like really traumatic scenes where you watch people like just digest and process their portions but then he does a fucking thing about that piece is like well let me just try to do some melodramatic artistic thing no motherfucker yeah. no yeah. motherfucker no Ooh. that's not how you deal no fuck you <laughs> well, okay. yeah, yeah, and it's just I've always <laughs> never liked Tyler Perry, and this is kind of like I don't know whether I, I like this or not like it. <laughs> okay, I love Marvin. I do. I, let me finish these two lines. Just fuck I'll, you, Tyler Perry. I'll let you go off. I'm an opinion <laughs> paper. I'm sorry. Pointed out from Marvin, the movie is written, produced, and directed by Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry so. Okay, we're gonna go into that. This, 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 and this is found out that this is Tyler oh, Perry's like first like rated R movie that he did. Oh wow! His first rated I didn't R. Know rated that. Rated, yes, and with every with all the do that. Hold on, like my thing's trying to tell me to do a restart. I'm like no, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. That <laughs> kill you, computer. Um, <laughs> with this movie, it had a ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. As the movie oh, was basically, yeah. as the movie was basically was was done in with the color girl um, stage, each character was a color. But Tyler Perry um, rewrote it as a stage play and gave as, each no character, as a movie. Oh, as, well, they took the movie. stage play and yeah, made a movie. And made mm-hmm. it into yes, and then made it into he basically made it to, and gave each one person a character. He gave a person each color a character. He did add additional um, additional um, names for the men that they were put on, but he but each person had a character itself. Uh, the cast the cast itself um, starred Whoopi Goldberg, Felicia Rashad, um, Loretta Devine, um, Jenna Jackson, um, 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 Tessa Thompson, Car- um, Carrie Washington, Kimberly Ailes, um, Elise, mm-hmm. Felicia, I mean Omari. Uh, Oh, Amari Hardwick. Amari Hardwick, yes. So Amari Hardwick was the guy back in um, uh, where was that movie? The the last movie where he basically where the lady was getting um, 
abused by her by her, her um, husband. I just saw uh, that the other day. It was, um, and it was an older uh, movie. It was back. Not in, Love Jones. Um, not, not Love no, Jones. It was, it was not I love that we thought her. Love Jones. <laughs> no, I. It was. He did it oh, around the same time. Yes, Gabriel, the movie we just saw with Amari Hardwick. Not Slam. It's and the a, woman was been abused by her husband. She's my daughter. Me and my daughter watched it recently. Yeah, it's. So it, I was like, "How did I miss this?" She's looking was, up the title right now. Don't even worry about waiting it. I'm to looking see. it up too. I'm, I just saw it. what. Ah. It literally, we watched it like two weeks, two, Amari, three weeks ago. It was. Yeah. I just gotta, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. He's gonna beat you up. He's trying to find out. <laughs> uh, got you. Come on, got you. It's uh, waiting. It's, it's, I got gotcha. you. Uh, I got gotcha. But. Oh, here it is. Talking about it's it. um things things never said things never said that things was the never movie. said things never said that movie remember we basically had that that was with the slam that the thing had the that slam was that on, New Yorker yeah New Yorker yeah, yeah it was yes let's talk about that a different yes but, <laughs> and then, but yes yeah and then also had Hill Harper and you know it basically had a big ensemble cast in the movie itself um, Michael Ellis I mean um, they even, had an amazing right, cast great. yeah now. <laughs> Fun fact: A person that was supposed to be with this cast, but unfortunately got changed, recast, was Mariah Carey. And oh, reason why? That was fucking great. That immediate. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I, I was just. Oh, I no. wish you guys could see. Like for <laughs> listeners, I wish you guys could see what we just saw. Bree just like, oh my god, that was great. Like okay. that attitude, <laughs> that that I just that eyebrow raise. Like who's she gonna put? I didn't right. know who she. You're was right. Gonna be. So, yeah, um, she was gonna okay. play. She was going to play. Um, Twenty Newton's Newton's character, Lady of Orange. Uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. No, no, no. So Here's the play, thing. So was playing Loretta. She was gonna play. Um, Twana was the um, was oh. Tw- so She's basically, the sexually promiscuous. Yeah, the was one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The older sister yes. who, who was the eldest yes. daughter of Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a bitch about this <laughs> movie no. plot, but the okay. cast well, great. Oh, okay. No, not yet. We're not okay. Go there yet. okay, but. The movie basically got a gross of twenty of um twenty one million. That's how much it um back budget. The gross it came out to be thirty million. It got it got a lot of awards. I'll go through that later. I know y'all want to talk commentary. Go Marvin because you are on fire. You guys already heard what I had to say. I'm just still really pissed off that, dude. What the fuck? There were so many traumatic moments in this movie that it was like started off traumatic. Yes. Oh and I, I hadn't read the book, the play in so long that I lightweight not prepared myself. Uh, the, okay, I have never heard of this movie, and I thought, okay, maybe this will just be like a coming of age thing or something like that. I I did oh, not look anything up. Know. I just I went this into this shit cold turkey, and I was did like, you read the title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a t- in my defense. In my defense, it was a Tyler Perry movie, and he doesn't take things seriously sometimes. <laughs> so okay, oh, and and <laughs> yes, I was yes, thinking that. A lot of people think that. A lot oh. of people assume, um, and not incorrectly, in a lot of instances, that the Medea direction is where he goes. And I think that's yeah, why. Yeah, and it's, it's not like he was Spike Lee or anything Medea like that. So it's just like okay, this. Way. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like he was Spike Lee or anything like that. And I was thinking, okay. I could probably get high watching this. Yeah, <laughs> super happy I didn't do that. Ooh, yeah. 
Oh my god, this was traumatic. Oh. Bree, why don't you give your commentary on it? Because you you're you're holding you're kind of balling. No, go for I'm, it. You, I'm you already heard what I had to say. Up. Yeah, I'm you know, it there were times that it didn't work for me, but those were the times that stood out where I was okay. like, okay. It was a scene. I'm like, I'm trying to think of they were it was a scene in the hallway. And she was it was like the plants in the hallway, okay. and she was and okay. it lasted for the monologue lasted for so long. Yes. Then I was like, okay, this is not, this, this can't, no. And this is what people are going to think poetry is about. And this is what, that, that's what bothered me at so many points during mm-hmm. the movie. Like, you want to put up a, a flag, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not how we really do it. Right. <laughs> we don't really uh, have these conversations so lyrical, so lyrical and yeah. melodic. And, and it just seemed, I get what you're saying, Marvin, like you didn't get to, to feel the emotion in some of the deliveries, which stood mm-hmm. out because there were others that were just phenomenal. Like Loretta yeah. Devine, like Felicia Rashad. First of all, anything she is in, oh yeah, I am for all the time. And she oh, yeah. delivers seemingly so effortlessly. Oh, oh, Loretta like, Devine's like angry moments, her happy moments. Oh, I just her, feel well, it from the screen. Felicia Rashad. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, and she's, she's the mother in everything, but she's also like the mother of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And she gives everything in a way that you're like, oh my God, I listen to anything you say. <laughs> and so then you get that. I'm a Kimberly Elise fan, but I did some of the monologues didn't work for me for Kimberly Elise. Right. Um, if you remember her for her first movie was Set It Off. Yes. And so seeing her in Set It Off, I already I had an idea of, you know, of her character, of her role. And I think maybe I was seeing too much of that anyway mm-hmm. with trying to watch her in this. So I didn't I didn't buy into the lengthy monologues with her and Carrie Washington either. And I'm a huge Carrie Washington fan, but some really? people I just feel like did not. They, if you don't deliver the whole movie like each time then it stands out because you did a few times and then you dropped the ball on those. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was not angry with it. I was not prepared for how traumatic it was to watch it again. I think I saw it back when it came out. I think no. And I agree wholeheartedly with you on how like some of the poetic prose just completely take you out of it. And I think what really did it for me was like the aftermath of that rape scene. That was such a hard scene to watch. I did not think that was going to happen where like, it was going to be that graphic, that excessively violent and just so heartbreaking. I almost appreciated that they were real with it. Oh yeah. Totally. In the moment. But But then what pissed me off is exactly what you said. She's sitting at the hospital bed and she does this stupid thing where they pan the camera up to her face and she just does this dead monologue. Yes. And it that, just... That scene pissed. It, it made me angry. It's just, you're telling me this is what we're now going to expect everyone to act when something that brutal and horrific happens to them? Fuck you. <laughs> and it, it it almost went way overboard. You know, like when somebody pushes something so far over that you're like, this can't be real. Yeah. This and what you and said... you're going to get completely... some people that have... Some semblance of that. You're mm-hmm. gonna get the blank yes. face. You're gonna, but you're not gonna deliver that monologue for that long. Yeah, that blank and just like you're, you're not even. I didn't even get the detached feeling. It's yeah, exactly. I think what just really made personally made me upset about it is just like, dude, this just felt all like a really insensitive scene that just 
Yes, you're right. There are people who are going to be detached. Some people who are going to feel in shock or who are going to still uh-huh. be in shock about that. But something about that scene to me just felt really insensitive to the matter and did not do any real justice to anyone who probably had to face that. It was yeah. triggering us. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, the sugar itself and everything, just had a blank commentary, but I got to give it to Auntie Vice. <laughs> Sorry, That's Auntie <laughs> Well, you tell me you guys are always on the same page. I don't know about this one, Marlon. <laughs> I Maybe, maybe sometimes I'm off. <laughs> no, I was going to let you guys keep going. It was good. Um, and very mixed feelings about this, right? Um, as somebody who's seen a lot of stage plays, I could understand the parts he was trying to draw from it. And I think the people you saw deliver are the people who have done enough stage acting in their careers to understand how this was supposed to look on a Broadway stage versus on a movie. And they could, mm. they, they had that depth of knowledge and experience. And that was a big difference because then they could consider continually to deliver despite whatever the writing, you know, uh, Perry put in around it, right? And so I think they got that. And as a stage play, you can really understand how this will work. And I was I was high hopes in the beginning because even though characters had been added and stuff, the the uh, female characters that were in the original play, they initially started out dressed in the colors that they were supposed to represent, and they were in the solids. And you you understood who was orange, who was oh, green. Who, yeah, I didn't that, that makes sense. Right, that makes sense. and I. And it was stuff like that that I, I really appreciated. And I understood what he was trying to do with the extended soliloquies, right? Mm-hmm. But this is one of the, it's like trying to get, and especially with the choreo poem. If you've ever seen ballet tried to transfer to the screen, it does, it's not the same, right? And like, I'm a huge Alvin Ailey fan. This yes. year, um, because of the pandemic, Ailey put on uh, their, their big uh, fundraiser you know, that they do every year, they actually did revelations and you could watch it on YouTube, which is, and, and they're real locked down about that stuff. So, you know, I haven't been able to take Sharon, so I made him watch part of it and stuff with me. But My daughter was in the AV camp at UC Berkeley last oh, summer nice. and they did the performance. That, yes. So they are, but if you've yeah, seen that, and then you, it doesn't work. It does right. the same, even for people who've just seen the Nutcracker, the Nutcracker on stage is different. So this is a core. Yeah. So you, you have both the difficulty of divorcing the movement from the stage and the poems because mm-hmm. he didn't have, Oh, he only had a couple where he had movement along with the pieces. Um, and then you had the extended soliloquies, which always work well on a stage, but suck on a film. Even <laughs> when you've seen a Hamlet done on film, like yeah. the closest I've seen that that's worked has been um, Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann production. Okay, and that's the closest I've seen to making a a play, a stage play, work on film, right? And I think Luhrmann kind of understands because he approached it as an opera. Um, so oh. th- I think a lot of that got lost. And for people who either weren't poets and hadn't had a lot of stage time, their characters weren't able to pull it off nearly as smoothly in this one yeah, um yeah that's true and then understanding the time that this was written i understand why at the time it would be so well received it was really groundbreaking and bringing a lot of these narratives forward yes. 50 years later 
especially with the way slam has gone where everybody hears these narratives all the time and then there's not a single positive fucking narrative in this entire thing and it's very tyler perry where there's not a single good black man which (laughs) pisses me off about every fucking tyler perry film is i think tyler perry there's a couple in in other films sprinkled (laughs) Oh, but they usually weak. Oh they usually, they're usually very you weak. Get all the bad ones first. Yeah. And Tyler, then, uh... Well, and most of the, the good ones are still have kind of weaknesses. They're, they're, yes. they're not great. Right? Yes. Totally like, good. Tyler Perry feels about black men the way I feel about other white women. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you get tired he's of the bullshit. He's getting better. He's, he's getting better. You get tired of all the bullshit, and it's easy to write them as bad characters, right? <laughs> you see all the bullshit out there, and you're like, it's easy to focus on that. And as a writer, the bad shit gets more screen time, gets gets more points in poetry, all of that. It makes, mo- it makes money. And I think this one, with the seven intersecting stories, and they're all, they're not just a little tragic. They're it's- like... Let's, they're let's all get, heartbreaking. They're it's, all yes. traumatic. It's they're... precious times seven for all of these fucking yes. women. <laughs> no, like for real, you hit the nail on the head. That that's very true, and I think that's it's real. Yeah, and I think it's just it, also trying to put it like you said on film with its condensed timing makes it really rush. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the condensed timing. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you felt that's every when you minute think about of, all. Of, Seven intersecting stories on film in two hours. Two and, hours. and that level like of trauma. Mm-hmm. You could have done yeah. each one of those women individually. On if I was going to do a film of this and translate it, it would be like seven vignettes. Yeah, that would have been like a easy... mini series type thing. Yeah, like either a... that or you take each woman and you condense her story down to, you know, you do it like Angels in America and you do mm-hmm. this nine-hour film, but you yes. break, which was actually pretty decent translation from stage. To, to screen because Angels in America is a fuck hard play to watch because it takes three days to go back to the theater three days it's a commitment to watch that <laughs> worse than, than Wagner's ring cycle but um I, I would have to all these movies you're talking about movies and plays I, I need to go educate myself I clearly need yeah, I mean, if he would have taken each one of those women and taken 45 minutes to tell their individual story without mm-hmm. them necessarily intersecting that would have made for a much better filming then because this just felt like by an hour into it it feels like you've been through the gauntlet and everybody has a goddamn mace and is beating you with it the whole time (laughs) yeah you know what what what, that puts me in the mind frame of that i feel was done very well and it was years ago now the women of brewster place yes yes that's a much better yes the intersecting stories and all they intersected but they didn't cross so much so that you feel like oh i didn't get enough of this or i didn't get enough of this and it was a book first well, and, and Brewster's Praise yes. gave you some hope. Like exactly. the whole thing. When they're beating the bricks down at the end, you're like, at least there's a possibility that this is going to work out. And for Colored Girls, it was like, well. No, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, no rainbow. Seriously, I wanted Felicia Rashad walking away from the building and it blows up behind her or something like I that. Know, <laughs> just, wow. Exactly. Yeah, like, she needed yes. her Bassett moment coming out of this shit. Yeah. Bassett and, moment. Yeah. Wow. From Waiting to Exhale. I, yes. I, I know the movie. I'm just like, I. Don't, you can imagine it too. Don't, don't, don't black check me. I know. Well, you said it. You said, oh, walking away. Oh. <laughs> like, that would have given me hope. Seven of them away, walking away from that apartment building, blowing up. Yeah, that would have like, been great. I needed something like that to get through this film. <sighs> that, you yeah. need to fight for that. 
Yeah, no, the, this <laughs> movie definitely it. needed a lot Actually, of Actually, they would have been gliding away. <laughs> like, it would have been see... something if it was Spike doing it. But you can see why Spike didn't yeah, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Right, because Spike's film, despite how much trauma and drama there are in his films, you leave feeling like it ain't the end of the world, and there's at least one black person who comes out on top. This one, and the ones every- that are not the couple movies he did that are not like that are not the ones that got the airs. They're not the ones that became the no. popular movies. People right. didn't watch. It was a few that I didn't watch yeah. that I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at this point in his directing career, even in 2010 when this was done, you can see him looking at this and going, nah. Yeah, and I'm it's good. not like he was going to rewrite it like they did the color purple and making Mr. a good guy at the end so they could get the fucking star. Uh- <laughs> you don't want to get me started on. <laughs> I need to come back for that movie. You need to come back and talk about it. Mm. So oh. what I'm hearing is Bree's going to be back as a guest like all I'm the saying, time now. Whenever you want me to come back, just let me know. Oh, That's a whole other episode. Sean's sitting here going, stuff. wait a minute, I didn't know you had watched so many black films. <laughs> I can see it on his face. I see. He's like, I don't know my woman tonight. <laughs> I, I, just, I just looked at him like, wow, you're, you're fine. And you're just helping me. Like, go, go. <laughs> She's like, she got this. I'm good. I'm like, what are you trying to blackjack me? Don't you know where I'm going to wait in the hell. 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 i am Nope. Do you want to go through the identification of each um, color, or we just want to just, just talk about the star, the cast themselves on their own little terms? So you... It's so sure, and you know we're going to take it one way or another. Okay, okay, yeah. So just this, let's let's go into the characters and stuff, and just go over who you know, who's who's who and this whole thing. All right, so um, going like you said, we, as we started off the movie, um, Kelly, um, Kelly, um, um, Carrie, um, Carrie, uh, Carrie Washington is coming up. And Carrie Washington plays Lady Blue, Lady in Blue, or um, Kelly. Uh, she goes in to go see. Uh, uh, what's her name? Well, uh, no, we it? saw Thandie Newton's character first. Yeah. I thought, um, isn't that where the kids? No, no, no. We saw no, the no, promiscuous saw, saw older Kim, sister first. We saw Kimberly Els, who's Crystal, who, who basically has a kid. Her, she plays Lady Brown, Lady in Brown, because remember she has to go up the stairs. Yes. Getting into the building. Getting into yes. the building, yes. Yes. Getting into the building. So that was the first thing to start it off. And basically, you know, as she climbed, you know, she calls up, um, um, Carrie calls up to Kimberly or Crystal. Hey, um, you know, this, I'm, I'm a, a, a worker, social worker and stuff. I need, you know, t- see the kids and stuff. So she's like, you got to go walk up here. I'm like, oh, okay. That's right. And then, but, you know, she already, she held the door for Loretta, who plays Lady in Green or, or, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, what's it? Uh, Anita, and then from there they both walk up. Um, Anita goes over to to the door, and knocks on. Now that was the most confused part. So she knocked on Frank's door or the woman's door that Frank was messing with before she. Loretta knocked on Frank's door. Okay, I remember that specifically. Okay. Because I geeked out over that, and I'm still forever gonna geek out on that like little eye peep scene where she just fucking tells him off. Still my favorite scene that's of the whole. Favorite, movie. Yes. Yeah, right. it started started out real strong. Yeah, okay. that yeah. and Macy Stay Gray that scene. Way. That and Macy Gray. 
Okay. And how can oh. you not love Basie Gray? I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Sean. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. <laughs> no, we go, we go off tangents. I'm just trying to just make the lines of who's who. Um, yes. They 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 do, and then Kelly does come down. Wait a minute. Do we do we meet up with um, the Vermiska's sister, who is um uh, that that's Ta- that's Tony that's that's um Tony Newton. Or yeah, we saw Tony Newton first because, like, remember yeah. she oh, there was a scene yeah, with her first where she tells the dude to get out. Oh yes, right. Oh, so she plays the lady in orange. So uh, and, that's, and, and she's playing tan- Tangy. Uh, yes. And then she goes. They go out, and then you know they meet Felice Rashad, who plays the lady in black or Gilda. And she basically you know, gives her a little harp about you know her being a you know little heifer and stuff, and it's like okay, <laughs> and. Then Kelly gets up there and she talks to Crystal. They both they all meet up in that little area before they all move in their own rooms. They then they go into Crystal's uh, apartment or Lady Lady in Brown. Um, Lady in Blue tells Lady in Brown or, or Crystal tells Kelly yeah, about you know um, I, I'm here because I heard that the, the we got we got a call saying that your child got hurt and we need to check on them and everything. And then this where they meet. Um, this when they meet her, um, her husband, or no, not her husband, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. or the, fa- the the children's mm-hmm. father, uh, uh, was that Bo? He meet Bo, um, mm-hmm. Bo, and he comes out, and well, they're talking for you know she sees the children for a second, and because they Bo is sleeping, she talks to the children for a second. What happened? You know, children like oh, I fell down, and you know she you know they're trying to make their whole stories up, and then Bo comes out, basically goes <laughs> off on her. And then kicks her out, and then that, and then Felicia Rashad sees Kelly, tells like I'm the one that called you, mm-hmm. you know this is going on, you know there, you know she needs to get these kids out of here because he's 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 drinking, he's violent, I mean he's just he's abusive, and she's like, I she I did not know how much her character was gonna be used coming back and forth, but it just. Felicia, like you said, Felicia Rashad itself was like the glue to almost everything that yeah. was going mm-hmm. on. Everything she's in. Yeah. yeah. Everything that was going on, I mean, she was the glue into what, you know, even though she was like, the, she was the floor manager. She, she was, the she was definitely an anchor character for at least five characters. Right. Yes. Yeah. But that's why they make her her the woman in black, because mm-hmm. that's the all presence of all the colors. Right. Yeah. Got you. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. sense. And that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I like how you did that there. I like that. (laughs) Okay. So coming up, um, as as Kelly's leaving, Whoopi Goldberg comes up to talk to some Macy Snagador and Whoopi Goldberg plays Alice or the Lady in White. And Whoopi Goldberg, Tracy, tries to talk to her daughter to get money because it seems that the daughter has been uh, basically her, her caretaker or alone Caretaker, because that's mm-hmm. what has been put into. She the was the will. executor of the executor, will, yeah, of, yes, yes, of her grandfather's will. Yeah. Well, not is it the grandfather? No, I thought it was her. It's her, her grandfather. Husband. It's her grandfather, but Alice's father. Right, right. It's yeah. her grandfather's will that she has the purse strings on. I thought it was. A- I thought it was a, I thought it was like an ex. I thought it was her. I thought it was his no. Nope, it was mother. her grandfather oh. and Whoopi Goldberg's father. That puts things into perspective. Because just finding out that he was basically also physically abusing, sexually abusing her, 
Lady Lord. Lord. Um, yep. And now it makes full sense. I thought I thought that was like I thought that was the father. Like a, oh, yeah. it was Whoopi's father. Yeah, right. Whoopi, no, Whoopi's yeah. husband. I thought. Oh yes, yeah, it was Whoopi's. It was Whoopi's father. father. Whoopi's father, which means Lady and Orange. Dandy. Yeah, Dandy Dandy Newton's, Newton's uh, grandfather. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, their family was all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, they definitely, exactly. definitely so had a lot of emotional trauma there. Right. So layered. Yeah, literally so layered. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so we meet. So we meet those characters. Kelly goes. Kelly's going out, and then we we run. Um, oh, no, um, Whoopi runs out and run down the street. You know, giving up flyers to people. You know, trying to be was you know was from actually is. And then she bumps into um, the. Uh, she bumps into what is? Uh, oh, um, Yasmin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the lady, lady in yellow, Yasmin. Yes, and Yasmin is walking down with Bill, who um, and basically saying, "Hey, you know, I've been walking. I've been trying to talk to you for a long time." He basically is throwing game at her, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get this, trying to get this date. And she's like, no, nah, I've already came out of relationship, just trying to tell you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he, you know, he's being persistent. And he's like, just I'll take this, just I'll just take it to dinner. So they take, so he's she's like, all right, then I'll see you later for dinner. Okay, whatever. Cool. All right, cool. And walks off. And then we meet um Tessa um Tessa Thompson's character at the studio, which is the lady in purple. Mm-hmm. And um, Tessa Thompson tells about um, her about her experience with you know with these guys and stuff. She's with uh, the party. And first, I thought it was like first. I first when I first heard her talking about it, I thought it was like okay, like last night. Mm-mm. And but it see but now I find out it was like you know months graduation. Before. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounded like it was like at least weeks ago, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like it happened fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah. It was fresh in her mind yeah. type of thing. But she was, she was trying to make it sound like, you know, she was trying to make it sound like it was fun, you know, you know people yeah. people do. And so I'm like, that just seems a little deep, but you find that's out a def- it was, That's a classic defense mechanism, uh-huh. uh, survival okay. type mm-hmm. thing. I gotta, I have to appear in control of something. Oh. If I can even tell this story, in a way that puts a spin on it that makes me the victor rather than the victim, mm. then I it, it's a protection. It's, it's a protection thing. It's mm. a, I can at least paint create the narrative myself for people who don't know. Mm. Okay. Then we that's, you know, my have, that's fine. <laughs> but then we also but also on a side note with that going on, we meet um, Hill Harper's character, who's the police officer. Um, he he is bumped into, and he's going on with his um his partner to a call, and they basically go down you know down the street and go pull up to his car and see two guys that are doing some interesting things going on, <laughs> getting a blowjob in the front seat. I don't know how interesting. Broad daylight too. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Everybody needs a little roadhead. Oh, that's what they said. Why not? I mean, while the car is parked. Well, better that's what drivers are usually for. Exactly. Wow. Don't hit it. Because the accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we don't meet Carl yet, but we we see Carl. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> we see, we see, we see you. Meet Carl. Carl. <laughs> we don't meet him, but we see Carl. Like, mm, see Carl's in trouble. <laughs> so we start at the studio. Basically, Tess Thomas. Um. The, um 
So Jasmine is basically getting the class together. She's the teacher, getting the class together, getting them started, and she, you know, do a couple moves, and then next you know, Tessa runs out, and she's um, the lady in purple runs out, goes right, finds a trash can, pukes right into it. First sign, okay, yep. that's not normal. It's like mm, something's there, so it's like okay. We, I already quickly assumed either pregnancy. Yeah, that was also, that's first and That was like anytime. You, you like, don't oh, talk yeah, like no. you don't move. Movie logic says you don't talk about sex. Then ten seconds later, there puke in go. a trash go can. Throw up that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> movie <laughs> logic, man. Trading. My question is, who is it by? What's the scandal <laughs> there? There has to be something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> See, and, and movie logic is you don't show a woman of childbearing age throwing up unless she's pregnant. Yeah, really. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, there are a few exceptions in cancer movies, but it's already pointed out it's cancer, cancer. before you see them bar- barfing. Yeah. But yeah, if you see a woman of childbearing age in a film, it's just that's their way of saying she's pregnant. Oh yeah, when the she started talking about like sex, she just did something. Like, if she had done something super foul and saw the person, or, or saw the person she'd done it to, or that doesn't know she did it, and now those that's those nerves and the oh my god, I'm about to be found out. Mm. But, yeah, but, but but those regularly... they, they barf off screen. If you're barfing on screen, you're pregnant. Yeah, very true. Because yeah. women are they still have this thing with making us a little more elegant and not like very leaning true. on the toilet in our own sick after a Yes. <laughs> yeah. I give you that one. Yep. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I know how you feel about me barfing. You appreciate it when it kept uh, off screen. Really have to there go you there. go. You're right. Yeah. Wow. I know what you mean. Wow. No, but that's that's real though because they still want women to be seen as yes. as delicate, as feminine in some way. We can so talk about that's farting. happening. That's yeah. the only time it's acceptable. We can fart. I fucking love these episodes where but she we... just calls them out. No, we can fart. On, <laughs> we can fart, but we cannot barf on screen. No, no. Really? So or drunk, or if they're super drunk, super that's drunk. The only other time, like ridiculously drunk, you yeah. know those two things. But she was dancing. All you know, she wasn't in a. You know, she pregnant. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And it was ahead. a nice plate puke. It was She's a little yeah. pregnant. Yeah, it was a very uh, bleh. and then it was a one and done situation. It was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, she wasn't in there for a while. Yeah, it's like right. Tyler Perry. Have you seen how the body, human body works? No. It was vomiting versus puking. Yeah, yeah. No, she honey, got no. caught in your hands. <laughs> that, and don't work that way. And you ran all the way outside. You made it all the way outside to the garbage. Right. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, they don't Come work that way now. either, man. That was a big one. Like, yeah, she, 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 she had range. She had range. <laughs> 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 so we come. So from here, we basically already we already see. Is this when we go to the um the build the um, building where Joe, the lady in red, who's talking about is her? Is that Janet? Yeah, yeah that's Janet. that was Janet Jackson. Yeah. He's basically talking about her um her business people basically telling about the the how the magazine should be played and stuff and and and, and her and her person's um and crystal's late so crystal's not there yet because she's basically mm-hmm. having issues going on in her place that they should just deal with before she goes to work but the other the okay this is the one that kills kill me but the young girl in that in that her her other secretary Wow, she was getting to hell. <laughs> she was dripping around. She was twitching. I mean, that girl was scared. She was just freaking yeah, scared. I mean, it was just like, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, this is coming from me who's worked in an environment, still works in an environment like that. 
I've seen that happen. That's pretty accurate sometimes. Yeah. I've seen my bosses be an absolute goddamn bully to people yeah. who don't deserve it. Like I've but t- but they take it. Oh yeah, they're, because you know, American dream, baby. We we gotta make go. a dollar and dime. You gotta survive some way. Like, go. I have legitimately seen managers who will throw their underlings under the bus if something happened in their department. Was like, well, I didn't know that must have been so and so who I delegated mm-hmm. the work to. It's like, no, fuck off. You didn't. Well, yeah. and beyond that, all of their actions are tied to the symbolism and the color that they represent. Mm-hmm. She's the lady in red, which is uh, danger, trauma, yes. blood, and blood. Yeah. and anger. So she yeah. had to get the anger in there. The blood is, you know, the diagnosis later on, you know, trauma, they allude to it in the past. So every color and kind of what they represent, they work into each character and as the lady in red to work into the anger and danger narrative. They have to make her a very... Um, bitchy boss and she did a great job at it. she was she mm-hmm. was great at that yeah. i bought that i think yeah. so, so, how, so that's what i was gonna say how did you think about um janet jackson advancement from when she was doing poetic justice to now to doing this movie i'll wait no no, I <laughs> no go for it go for it no, i i love poetic justice right. however Janet did no justice to that role in the larger sense of the, I mean, just, she did what she could. And I don't even know who could have done it better than her at that time, way back then. Okay. I oh, feel like yeah. she has, she has progressed most Growing definitely okay. um, as an actress, in my opinion. But I almost feel now like she's typecast into that type of role, into the type of role she played in this movie. Uh-huh. She she's This is her third Tyler Perry movie that she was in. Oh, she played in the other ones, and it was very much, um, yeah. She was the she was the wife and the mom. It was the ones with Jill Scott and was right. it, I got, yeah. no, it was um. How did I get married? Uh, Why did I get married or something? Like that? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, but I think it might have been. Why did I get married? Why did I get married too? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and remember when it turned into a dramatic thing because she had left the baby in the car and didn't uh, put the seatbelt on and accident, baby died. So. You saw her as a very, not blank face, but stoic, have to be about must all the time. You're the professor, you're the this. So she's played this type of emotionless mm-hmm. role until she cracks. And then there's all the emotion. So it's almost like I was expecting that out of her. Mm-hmm. And when she had the confrontation with the husband, it was it was real to me in the sense of, this is this was done purposely to show mm-hmm. that everyone doesn't react in hysterics and have the set like she did what she had to do to hold herself together in that role in that moment. And that was that was was growth to me in terms of her as an actress. Yeah. I mean, she was very um, calculated. Right? Yeah, yes, no, no, I'll, calculated. I'll definitely agree with Brie here. Yeah. Like I, in comparison to poetic justice and now there's a huge progression. Thank you. Her ability <laughs> I mean, I mean, years definitely add on to the fact that, like, and of course she's been practicing, but yeah, no, I think it was a very convincing role. Well, I yeah. will say that is the the storyline that rang the truest to stories that I know. Um, from working with, you know, I I cut my teeth working in HIV and AIDS organizations, gotcha. and at the time, that was how Black women became infected with HIV, yeah. and there's 
you know, even today, uh, plenty of models show that the biggest difference between black women and white women and their, their HIV infections is related to the number of people they sleep with who've been in jail. So it's a very, oh yeah, there's, there's yeah. a devastating yeah. study that shows that that's the key difference. So yeah. it is a very true People don't story like to talk line. about that. I tried to get the California state legislator to talk about that and get condoms in jails. Yeah, that, that conversation goes nowhere. Um, it's more than it used to. More, way more. Yeah. I, I go and but, perform at San Quentin, and it's very, very know? different there now than it used to be. Oh, yeah. In terms of their openness about some of these things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, and I think like the reactions to it and stuff that ranked the truest to the women I know who'd been through that. Some of these were, were way overblown, mm-hmm. um, yeah. kind of overdramatic reactions. But I think she she nailed it for the people I know who were going through it you know, at the time period that this was done. Yeah. 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 I concur. But, but being that uh, she did was supposed to have a, t- a, a nine o'clock meeting with Juanita, who, play, who, who is Loretta Devine, who yeah. plays the lady in green. And when uh, when Crystal comes in, she's late. She basically says, you got a nine o'clock meeting. What do you mean I got a nine o'clock meeting? It's 10 o'clock. Yeah, you had a nine o'clock meeting. She's waiting outside. You want me to bring her in? <laughs> Crystal had everything calculated. She was already like, yep, you got this, you got that, your stuff's over there, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, your meeting's here. It's been waiting for you for an hour. You want to let her in? Yeah, okay, let her in. And when she started talking about what... Okay, so this is one thing that killed me. It, and I know, and I know, it's always been it's a it's a thing that black people go through every day with the fact of lay of levels. You know, mm-hmm. you got the, you got some some wealthy black people who feel like I shouldn't be basically dealing with the locals below me. I give them jobs. Mm-hmm. I do this. I don't need to give them charity work. And she's like, all people I give charity to is Africa, cancer, and I think I forgot the third one she threw out. Yeah. It was just like, okay. And just letting look, and even hearing how um, Loretta or even Juanita basically, she was getting her to walk, but she's like, I'm going to tell you my mind for what do you mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> Again, we'll watch anything with Loretta Divine in. That was also a great moment. <laughs> she yeah. let her know, like, Ugh. And then, okay, then when I walked out, I said, how you open the damn door? Chris was like, oh, I gotta go back out there and go open the door for her now. I was like, oh, this is good. I did is not- wrong but, when I see that when Crystal came in and did the whole thing and lay out on the desk? I'm like, this is just setting it up for a black version of uh, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally saw that. Totally <laughs> saw that. Yeah. It was there. It was there. Okay, and then we go from here. We're so, oh. Is this when we start the? This was this when the the dating the date began. That's when the dating began. Like that kind of goes into like that second act of okay. when all the fucking traumatic shit happens. <laughs> start to get down. Oh my goodness! Like that, like that. like just like just and it wasn't like one like smack in the face. It was just like let me just like, like pin you to the ground and like just let me get you another one. Let yeah, me. like let me just repeatedly punch you in the back of the head. Oh yeah, no. this is like this movie is really like you could watch it. Or you could step in the ring for three rounds with Joe <laughs> Frazier. Like, like literally. Literally. No, it wasn't even the dating scene yet. It was experience. It wasn't even the dating scene yet. It was the yeah. Macy Gray scene. Because I remember that. Oh, like, yeah. I felt like that oh, scene no. just fucking stole the movie, too. But no, that's not, that's not, that's not there yet. Because this is. Yeah, it, it was. This, like, is, uh, I, this is before the, I think it before was. the rape. This is this is them. This is um. It went not on the date. Yeah, Yasmin went on the date with um Bill. 
and basically had a good time. And also in the background, um, Joe was basically trying to find her husband because he's been late and he was not, you know, he didn't come to dinner. So she basically had to eat alone. And she's like, screw this, can't get on the phone. And she bounced. So they, so Yasmin has a good date with this guy. He basically takes her out. He's, you know, whining and dining her. They have a good talk and stuff. And then they get home. He, he he's trying to get in, but she's like, no, nah, not today. And then he's, he's a little like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll come next time. And, you know, you took me dinner. And what cut to my mind was uh, he just interrupted kids. Like, and then, like, she's like, yeah, hold up. I had a damn, like, you almost made it. You almost, man, now you get to just be like everybody. That was literally where I went, like, you just couldn't. You have to be that guy. Yeah, how did mm-hmm. you? I was like, like, yeah, I, I, I got disappointed. I got Honestly, if like anything has taught me anything, if a guy tries that hard with anything, you know he's going to be the type of guy who probably has like date rape drugs like, in seriously. his back pocket. Yeah. Like, seriously. if yeah. he's like trying that hard to like fucking impress you or like get into your place, he clearly yeah. has date rape drugs. In his back fucking pocket. You got ulterior motive that you're gonna try to play out. Mm. He's Mr. Red Flag. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Like seriously, yeah. But okay, so from he's here, the one they look back and like, I knew it was something. <laughs> but here we also see during the scene, we also find out that um Tani or the lady in orange is a bartender, and mm-hmm. she's talking to a gentleman, basically just some you know who came, who came there trying to get, you know get a drink. She said, well, I know how, you know, I know people who get this drink. I know what they were about. They're married. They have this, 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 this. And she's like, he's he's like, oh, oh, really? So where can I have a good time at? And she's like, well, I get off at this time. And so so with her, what caught my attention was she took him home. Mm -hmm. Almost got, basically almost got almost all, not all the way dressed, but basically getting started. He's basically wondering how much I got, how much I got to pay you. What? I, I, we didn't go to ATM. How much I got? How much he charging? So, say so you, you think I'm a hoe? You think I'm prostitute? It's like, well, I'm just saying. You know, you brought me to your place. And it's like he's laughing the whole thing. He's just giggling off. It's like, it's like get the fuck out of my house. It's like what? I'm just saying. You, you brought me here. I thought you know. I thought that's what you wanted to do. Just paying you. What's the question? <laughs> the question I'm having on the whole thing is that. How do you think about her character right now? Not before we find out that she's the sister of and the daughter of Whoopi Goldberg. What do you think about her character? Well, we found out she's the daughter, but we didn't know about the sister thing yet. How do you feel about her character right now so far? The lady in orange. Um, I knew she had she was trauma-ridden mm-hmm. from the gate. It, that and that's to me, that's just a telltale sign. Um the overtly promiscuous girl. The like I said, the create your own narrative. The I'm not going to let this turn into a you taking advantage. I'm going to take control Mm -hmm. to my own detriment because that's what it ends up being. But hindsight is hindsight doesn't even come into play because it's for everyone that I didn't get get to have a choice with. I'm going to make sure that I'm the one that's running the show. I'm the one that's making the decision, and yet it always always works out poorly <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just you don't see you can't see the forest for the trees because you're still um, trying to make someone everyone pay for what this someone did that you can never get back and that's so i i understood her character if mm-hmm. nothing else 
Messing with Despicable Man number six. Yes, as this is going on. <laughs> okay, then we now, now after her, do we meet Tessa Thompson's character as a sister at first? Because I know I know her mom went back home to tell Tessa that I couldn't get the money from your sister. So yeah, it's somewhere yeah. around this point. Right. Yeah, that they come back in and you realize that they're related. Right. And then and then as it comes in, Tony Art knows that Tessa is uh, the lady in purple is pregnant. And she, she can see it and it's like, oh, you had sex. Oh. Mm. You look, oh are you feel all right? Because she's trying to ask her, can I get that money? Um, <laughs> Mom was asking you about. And she's like, well, why do you need the money for? And then it's like, it's like are, are you pregnant? She's like, I'm not pregnant. And I was like, okay, I'm not pregnant. It's like, what are you $300 for? Well, you know, I'm trying to get into this class at school and stuff. I was like, okay. So speeding up to everything, seeing her situation. And then we get, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start leaping around stuff. Mm-hmm. Her going to see um, Macy Gray or Rose or the lady in pink and hearing about her story in that whole Crackfield area and stuff, how did that make y'all, you know, um, did, did did Macy Gray creep you out? Because <laughs> she creeped me out. It was creepy, like that but week. I loved her character all the same. That, that she did her monologue so seamlessly where she explained she used to know the world but her world became six blocks that's like what it's like when you are living in poverty and Mm -hmm. you have to find ways of survival and you have to do shady shit yeah and that scene i think also perfectly says a lot about uh i don't know poverty in america when you can't afford shit and poverty in black communities when you can't when medical help isn't readily available for you, yeah, that scene was amazing. Okay. It wasn't an amazing situation, but it was a great scene that says a lot without having to say much. I agree. Anything about the antibodies? It's the one part that didn't translate well for me from when the book was written to basing it you know in in the modern era um when the book was written that would have been an incredibly common experience because it was published i think the year after roe v wade okay right um and while there's still healthcare access disparities that are huge um the the frequency of backstreet abortions and the way you go about it is different and just in the time period they were basing this, um, you know, as they had modernized it, we had Plan B. Mm. So what you would be getting is Plan B um, if that was available. If not, um, you know, there's there's other ways to access the system. So understanding that and having worked in poor healthcare, like that didn't ring as true. Like I understood they were taking it from the period the play was written. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they I modernized so much other stuff. Yeah, that yeah but the other stuff, was, this, yeah. it, it was it was uh, you know a disconnect in time mm-hmm. um, that didn't I see that. Yeah, yeah it didn't make work sense. For me. Well, and even just if it was tool- a standalone, it would be different, like a standalone right. movie that didn't have that that foundation right. from before. Then yeah, or if they would have kept it in the the seventies, that yeah, would have yes, been much more true, right? Um, and even the equipment they had there that they were using for the abortion and they had like forceps and shit on the table and everything. Oh, the old, like even so when Trump was elected in 2016, there was a large group of women who uh, 
worked underground to teach each other how to do at-home abortions again in case wow. it got mm-hmm. bad. Okay. That's smart. So, I'm not going to lie. That's smart. No, mm-hmm. no. They, yeah, they were, uh, you know, and, and I had quite a few friends who trained and thought, well, if it gets bad, we will at yeah. least be prepared and know yeah. what we need to do. Um, yeah. And so the equipment and stuff is not as up to date as it even would have been in 2010 when this was being filmed. Um, And so that didn't work for me for the timing of the piece. Um, You know, I like the idea that, yeah, you don't have access. You have to figure out another way out of this. Um, It would have been a bit more believable if she would have gone to her and gotten instructions on how to abort at home with taking Mm -hmm. pills or, you know, um, you know, the old joke about, you know, you always need a gay best friend to push you down the stairs. I was going to say the push. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, for real. Like, I should. That's what you hear. Like, yeah. seriously. Yep, that's why you always need a gay best friend. Push you down Push the you stairs. Push you downstairs. Um, <laughs> it's messed up in I know. <laughs> we don't care about each other. Trying <laughs> to process this. <laughs> Guys are like, I've done. never had to think about this shit. Yeah. Trying to process um, this right now. <laughs> yeah, so that part. If they were going to modernize the narrative in every other way, they needed yeah. to modernize that and bring it up to date. Mm. Um, and that's where it fell apart for me. But you couldn't have done it and then had the same type of soliloquy that Macy Gray had. Mm-hmm. The, right. Her character was, it's a very time down piece. It was, it's like doing Rent. Yeah. You know, mm. which felt very modern <laughs> well, at the time story. and very much, but, but now you watch Rent and you're like, Damn, that's just not even close <laughs> to what goes on. Rent would just be a GoFundMe, the musical. Like, <laughs> wow, that's like breaking. <laughs> Some shit doesn't update. Okay, you can't, is... go, can't get better than 521,600 minutes. I learned that when I was in the eighth grade, that song, and I still to this day sing it. Now it's just 521,600 likes. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> How many shares do I need this year? <laughs> wow, y'all loving this. Y'all loving this. Oh my gosh. I mean, y'all loving this so hard. I, I gotta get back to the, the, the sad parts. <laughs> I know we do. I gotta get I'm like, I gotta get back to these kids. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll see, like I said, we'll start swimming around stuff. Okay, so this I'm gonna go right into the part of Lady Brown of, of Lady Brown Crystal's part where um she Comes home, she basically she basically up for her boss. Her boss tells her, Lady Red said, Hey, you need to get this thing for me. She said, I gotta go back home and go grab it. So they go back home and um, she she has to go back upstairs, go um <laughs> whereas Lady as Joe, Lady Red is basically like, look at these people, close the door, lock it, ooh, 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 can't please ah. And she goes upstairs, sees her man, he's already drinking, already got the got the bottle mm-hmm. home. I think he's like half till fifth. And the kids are across, across the way, and they're like, you know, time is going on. She's getting beat up, and it's like, I mean, I'm I'm glad they didn't show it, but even having everything shake and everything, and then Felicia Rashad trying to tell these two kids and trying to talk over them and tell these other stories, it's, it's just like, oh, this is this is wow. They they don't have to show. It. They just made this feel made me feel like something's wrong. I was like I'm next yep. door listening, and it's like, oh snap. That was real to me. Oh, that yeah. was that was very 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 realistic, mm-hmm. almost too realistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so now you're yeah. seeing it. You just you just hear like something's mm-hmm. wrong, yeah. and then she comes out, tries to clear her nose, and he goes over, 
and gets the kids. Yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna get deep here. Okay. That whole scene of him holding the kids, she brings the kids back to her. And he's like, you know, don't you want to be around daddy? And the little girl goes, I want to be with daddy. And then Daisy tells him all, saying, Dad, you need to basically take care of mommy because she loves you. So I was like, dang. And that is so real. Yep. And then even mm-hmm. the son coming over and they both, both wanted to let go of mommy and say, because dad, because I think they're trying to like keep them trying all to bring together. Them together. Yeah, trying to be a family mm-hmm. again. Yep. yep. I lost it when he put him out the window. I was I... Like, yeah, that was hard. He kicked the back, but it just. I, I mean, I'm glad I didn't show the drop, but. But you felt the drop. I got. I felt the drop right now. I felt it. I felt the drop. I felt the moment. I I felt them being hung out there, like freaking just, and she's trying to get them back in, and. Mm. Oh man. I, and that's then I hate to say it, that was that that was my that was my body blow. Yeah, and this whole fight, I was like, I lost there when he let go, <sighs> and they had to keep on going with the sh- the movie and yeah. laying each part. Like, yeah, we just lost somebody. Loretta went to Frank, basically crying in his arms. Joe was at home waiting for a husband who's basically been out doing things, <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, snap, Jackson." Uh, like, where do you where do you go? Yeah. Like, how, and yet you realize that these people have to keep going. They have to keep going. They have to keep going because that is what we are taught. Yeah, you, the world is not about to stop. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can't stop. You can't afford to stop. No. It honestly absolutely broke me when we see later on. She's like fucking bucket and brush in hand, and she's just. Ooh, trying- that- the blood uh, all I can think about with that is all these moms who've lost sons there you to go. cop shooting. Mm-hmm. It's like there you go. Driving past the same place and you gotta keep going. And this shit keeps you know that that's all I can think about is like you see your kid get killed, it's replayed and replayed on TV, like that shit. on TV, like, on social media, on everything, like, every time you turn around. How do you come back from that shit? Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, that one got me. I have no, mm-hmm. I don't have anything. For for Kelly, the social worker, finding out from her husband that she could have kids because of a, a, a venereal disease that she caught in college. That, in college, that that was that yeah. was heartbreaking, and he's still trying to tell. Okay, he was the he was the sprinkle. He was the sprinkle. He was great. Now that he was the good the good black man trying to. Trying to keep it all together. <laughs> he was a dude. I loved it. He was like, I'll, I'm still going to be here. I'll support you, yeah. whatever. Like, it doesn't make you any less of a woman. It doesn't make you any less of my partner. That was a great moment. And yeah. that's wonderful for him. He, they, people just don't get it. And yeah. he, But nobody, there's nothing different that he could be. He did everything, said he, everything. Yeah, he did everything, right, in it. my opinion, at least. Like, I think I, he I, I, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, he was like, just because you can't physically bear children doesn't make you any less of a woman it doesn't make you any less of a person it doesn't make you any less of my partner like we're still in this together no matter what that dude fucking yes yeah yeah (laughs) well and i will say as a sex writer i can't let it pass 
get tested, know your status. If you need a free place to do it, findcondoms.org. We'll give you all the testing sites in your area. I, That's huge. I can't stretch it, stress it enough because so many folks there walk in. In Sacramento, I didn't know. I didn't know. The, I didn't think. I yep. didn't ask. I didn't want to make it uncomfortable. I didn't. Yep. Yeah, didn't get tested. So, yeah, I, I can't let it pass without saying, go get tested, know your status. But if we find out, we find out before for Juanita, Lady in Green, that she is trying to open up uh, a health uh, clinic. A, a health clinic. Yeah. Right. She's giving she, out condoms, everything. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she basically. So, passing past her part, this is going to get to another tragic part. The second date. He comes in and I. Trigger, this is a trigger warning, but... It, this movie is a trigger warning. <laughs> this entire, <laughs> the entire movie is just like, a fucking trigger warning. Like, yeah, it, no... it was doing telegraph triggers. So yeah, it's a trigger <laughs> warning from the gates. Mm-hmm. The gates. So, I mean, this, this is not a trigger on a goddamn automatic. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah exactly. They're just reloaded twice now. <laughs> a big 24 clip. Like, yeah. There we go, with the extended one. No shit. So the next traumatic scene. Yeah, the next, uh, go ahead. On a long list. Uh, <laughs> just hit just just Bill's. I, I now I've seen old boy before. He's played a lot of movies before, and it's it's always cracks me up. But him being a villain on this was he was he was iron like just like yeah, sucking it. Like, and I was like, like I, I was getting I saw the food and I was like, it was getting good. And I was like, and then he's just like, you know, a little wine. And he just, he started getting undressed. I was like, oh, hell no. There was no doubt in his mind. He was like, girl, you know you want this. I'm like, dang. I'm like, oh, I got to play devil's advocate for a second. I got to play devil's advocate. Go ahead. Go ahead. And this is coming from from someone who's very much trauma-informed, experienced all of that. It's not a, oh, she should have known what was going to happen. Never that. Mm -hmm. She should have had an inkling of his uh, of what his angle was right. from that first date, from his first so from the fact that I... he's been tracking her down every day for two weeks, stalker mm-hmm. boy. There you go. In addition to when we went out for the first time, you pushed the issue then. Yep. So now, not only do you agree to the second date, but you have them in your space. That's what he was trying to get into from mm-hmm. the beginning. So no, she shouldn't have known that this was going to happen. But she should have had some inclination of his uh, intentions mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of where he where he was trying to go with it. If from, you're from that gate, pushy, she was so far. Oh, yeah. She was happy. Oh yeah, and that was so new for her that it was like she was going to embrace this for the first time. This was new. This was different. And she, mm-hmm. you you ignore those red flags and those warning signs because you always listen to them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's never gotten you happy and it's never gotten you anywhere. And you're always thinking maybe this time and this time it looks like, oh, wow, wait a minute. I don't see the same red flags. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not there. And that's yeah. the scary part. But it wasn't even like a second. He was already, I mean, a little sip of wine. He was already ready to go. Started taking off he the shirt. He was ready to go when he got there. Oh, yeah. Like, dang. was extra for him. I was like, dang. He's just like, I... I'm like, dang, and they and they, you know, try to link around with music and stuff, make the drama, and then just ended up. The off. alarm clock, the alarm yeah. clock killed me. That was too real. Mm-hmm. Watching the minute, that was too real. Yeah, I she was watching it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But well, thanks for all the trigger warnings, guys. What time is it up? <laughs> but but basically, coming after that, we find out that at the 
by close to the end of the third act, he he does it again, but he now gets killed. Mm-hmm. And she can he basically she had to go identify him. Hmm. Do you think the slap was justified? I think an extra stabbing would be justified. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, she came over there, slapped him in the face, and was like, okay, I yes him, and walked off. Do you think she should have basically done more? I would have done the What else could she do to him that's not going to, like, make it worse? Right. Like, no, that's why it. you just push him off the table and kick him. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> do I feel like it was justified? No, no, not justified, but I you think like she should have got more. She should have got more. I mean, because... I feel like... It... <sighs> There was nothing she could have done that was yeah. going to make it any different. Indicate any, yeah, that was going to yeah. make no. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like it was. I don't know if it was necessary in the sense of it didn't help anything yeah. for her. It didn't like screw him. It didn't mm-hmm. do anything to make her feel like it was one of those like, uh, like yeah. you know. What the I unfortunate mean? thing is, I after a situation that would yeah. that would have been more realistic to me if you yeah. spit on him versus uh yeah that would have been more of the disregarding like you're nothing type of thing right. i could have seen that and been like okay. i feel you versus yeah. the slap like he ain't even gonna feel that <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> spitting on somebody is like the ultimate disrespect right mm-hmm. and i so i could have seen that as being more more realistic and more just like i could empathize more with that i think mm-hmm. i think okay and, okay from along, I'm gonna get two more scenes and then we'll go for the rating. What about mom after seeing her daughter being um, um lady in lady in white, yeah, lady well, lady in black coming to see her daughter in the hospital after a, a botched um abortion, and basically she runs off to see her daughter, or lady in orange. Who's basically in in the moment? He basically she kicks him, kicks her her new man out. Basically gets in a fight with her and stuff, and just tells her they both go into this little this 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 um. It was almost it was almost like a, it was a duo poem, like group poem. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. group poem, and I had to listen very closely because a lot of pieces were a little off because I was trying to listen to her and then she, they they mm-hmm. changed the face and focus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just that. With, Beyond the whole scene of where it came, where it looked like, I think that would have been good in front, on stage, mm-hmm. them doing that poem together. The emotion. Yes. Yeah. Emotion would have been effective. From this angle, it was it hard. So well. It didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't seem genuine. I couldn't get the. Well, and also on a stage, you can work with miking in a way yeah. where you could hear both of them much mm-hmm. more clearly. When you do a film, because the way the soundtrack comes in and the the sound, it doesn't, that type of piece doesn't work. Near, you have to have more space in between the overlapped words mm. yes. to make, to understand, hear it on film. And this is one of the, the points where you can't translate what actually can happen on stage. Mm-hmm. I agree. And even also Tessa Thompson, when she did her poem mm-hmm. in the hospital. And I, like I told, like I told him, it was just, Everyone there, and then she just goes into you know stale face, and then just does the poem, and I'm just like, I couldn't. I think she should have been up, or standing and moving, or turned, or, or, or turned, yeah, something. something. Yeah, because you know on a stage it would have been fade to black in the background with just yeah. a spotlight on her. Yeah. Yep. They yep. could have done the that voice of the people that were there in there with her, but you don't see. Yeah. She doesn't even see them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, you like, can I can do that, that on. 
yeah, you could do that on film is kind of fade them out. But to keep with the realism, this wasn't like he was trying to translate a stage show. He wanted to make a movie. Right. Yeah. And that's and what you, he did. Yeah. And, you know, you, I've seen other stage plays, you know, that stick closer to what the, the actual staging is. So it could have been done, but because he hadn't done it in the rest of the film, it wasn't going to work here. So right. then this was just, just freaking awkward. Mm-hmm. It, that's awkward. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that sums it up. Cause yeah. I was so, like, Oh, like I'm not feeling that you feel this in any way. And you're not convincing anybody else that I don't know. I didn't get any emotion from it. And at that um, point, though, did you have any emotion left to give? Like, no, I, I was swear. empty. I was drained. <laughs> yeah, this movie was like definitely emotionally draining. Like, I yeah, I don't remember which scene it was, but like, I just I had to clock it out like emotionally, like to stop investing. I don't even think I discussed it afterwards. It was one of those where I couldn't even talk about it, and I'm like, we usually like that with my mom and my sister. We'll talk about. It. I was just like, I mm. I can't. And I'll be honest, if I wasn't watching this for a review, I would have turned it off halfway through because it is too brutal to sit through. Yep. Yeah. That's why I said this is the second time that I've seen it, but only the second time in 11 years. Yeah. For a reason. Oh, you see it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, see, I saw it when it came out. Okay. Okay. And yeah. You forget how, with all the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years, we've yeah. seen a lot of a lot of things that can take your mind away from, oh, yeah, remember that movie and what happened? I wasn't focused on that. And then I watched it again. Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> I said, I'll be there. I knew it was a reason I didn't see this again in the last decade. <laughs> so the last person I'm going to talk about, even though there's more people, I'm going to talk about is, uh, you already spoke about Joe, the lady in red, and how she basically had to tell her, she had to basically tell her husband, you have HIV, who you've been messing with. I've been, I've been, you've been, been told. When Omari mm. did his soliloquy about what he was about and how he feel about, you know, I'm not gay, mm-hmm. but he's having all these sexual angers and stuff. He said, but I'm not gay. And then having Janet do hers, I'm sorry. I, I felt like I felt more on Omari's side than I felt on Janet when she did hers. I was like, eh. But I did love. I have how- to agree with you. I have to agree with you. He sold it. Oh, yeah, he, he sold did. his position in that in that scene. Yeah. And I mean, Amari, I, I Amari Hardwick had hosted uh, Verses and Flow, so I yeah. was I'm not sold on him as a poet later ever at all. And yet, <laughs> we were sold as a poet him when he did never, never, um, never the things never stand. Oh my gosh! When he basically you know, was just like giving her the venom look of. This is what you're doing, man. And we're just it like was horrible. He was horrible every yeah. every time I saw him. My verses in flow. However, <laughs> as ghost, he's awesome in power. But yes, he's all power. Um, <laughs> this scene, I do feel like, although it was a very strong scene for Janet, I feel like Omar. He he, in my opinion, because I can't speak from the from the positioner space as a black man, but I think he went everywhere that I've heard it go. He he poured all of that into one, and it was real. And he, it was believable because they oh believed God. it themselves. Like, I bought him you know. as, as a black man on the down low. Like, that is... <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Marlon Riggs' Tongues Untied. About, uh, so he he's actually from Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Um, 
film guy. Um, yeah, great, great documentary about gay men's sexuality in the early 90s and oh. how it relates around to AIDS. And he interviews a lot of black gay men from San Francisco, the San Francisco Bay Area. Huh. Oh my God! Right, you, uh, you, you, you listen to that idea. <laughs> you listen from the early '90s, like right? But they were willing to speak about it. Now, oh was God. it back then, or was it? Yeah, yeah he filmed it back then. No, it's it's like a 25 year old documentary. Oh wow! And it is Damn. like it's powerful. Actually, UC Berkeley, I think, now offers the Marlon Riggs Scholarship because um, really? he died of AIDS. But yeah, you listen to the the black men in that film. And you listen to this soliloquy, and I'm like, yeah, I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I gotcha. I, you sound exactly like a lot of the dudes who were on the mm. film talking about it at that time. And, yep, I felt that one. Yeah, that one hit. That one. Mm. That one had a whole lot of women like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now I need to keep my eyes open a little differently. And it's a different. It gave me a mm. lot more empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot more empathy. Because we make automatic assumptions a lot of the times, and we think yeah. that everyone thinks the same way about the same type of things. And it was not the common assumption or presumption, I think, that a lot of people have been expecting. Well, and the content of the soliloquy reminded me a lot of uh, the letter to my nephew on the 150th anniversary of Emancipation by James Baldwin that opens mm. a fire next time. Oh, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And, and Baldwin oh, opens up. God, that letter's amazing. If you haven't read it, go read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he does this letter to his nephew about being a black gay man in America mm-hmm. and writing mm-hmm. about like how his, why his, his nephew's dad was so angry and all mm-hmm. of that. And it's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And this, it, it struck me in the same way that letter does. Mm. Well, that's phenomenal. They never instruct this. We have there's so many other parts that we can talk about, but right now we need to put it all together and get into snap judgment. All right, people, snap judgment. We basically rate this movie, even though there's so many other parts we can talk about. I mean, beyond just the fact of the death, we had death, we had to talk about the depression, but we're not going to do that right now. We're going to basically go into snap judgment, where you, where we are going to basically rate this movie. Three snaps, this movie was the greatest thing. It needs all the rewards. It needs all the praises. Two snaps, this wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> One snap, I think this movie needs to go into that, into that ambulance that took that took away Crystal and drive far, far away and never come <laughs> back. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Woo, the Crystal ambulance. Dang. <laughs> So we're gonna in quarter increments, well not a three quarters, but if y'all make one up, I'll take it. <laughs> we're gonna basically put our rating onto the screen. Eyes closed. We're gonna do it in one, two, three, and let's start doing this. Everyone, eyes closed. Get ready to throw your throw your thing out the way you want it. One, two, three. All right, open it up. Show it. Okay. Oh my goodness! Look at this. <laughs> we got a two and a half. We got a two and a half. We got a two. And we got a one. Uh, a one and a half. One oh. and a half. Oh my goodness! We have one I thought you guys were on the same page, Martin. <laughs> You're right. I, for that one. I spoke too soon, but it's okay. I feel like she's still on the same page with me. We'll move on at least. <laughs> so we got eight and a half. So with it being eight and a half, 
Let's make, we can talk quickly and stuff or whatever. Uh, Bree, why'd you give it two and a half? Uh, because I feel like some of the, like I said, some of the soliloquies didn't work for me, mm. um, as well as the, the the hospital scene bugged me. Mm. The hospital scene really did kind of throw things for me. And if I, if you're not going to be the believable trauma survivor, barely holding on, and I, and I am, then I need to see some of that somewhere because you're not. This is not. This is supposed to be coming from somewhere. We see what just happened. It 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 changed. It changed things for me. Um, yeah, that one. And like some of them were just too. They were too long. Too long on the on the scene where I'm like, stop. Just cut it off now. <laughs> cut the scene right now. Those those are the biggest things, honestly. Um, that stopped that stopped me from giving it the three. Okay, Auntie Vice, why do you give it a one and a half? Out of it all of us, you're the lowest. <laughs> it is a poor translation of a stage play. There's mm. been enough that's been translated from stage to movie that Perry could have done a bit more research and a bit more understanding of that translation and he didn't do it. Um, I thought when he got seasoned actors who understood the stage, mm -hmm. they stood out, their work came through and you got what you needed out of that. And while this was a phenomenal cast overall of the people who were pulled together, um, some of them just didn't have the experience they needed mm -hmm. to pull this off. Mm -hmm. um, and honest to God, I am sick of seeing movies that are all traumatized black women and it all comes to <laughs> men being shitty and shitty black men. And I'm sorry. Not everybody is a piece of shit and not every time you have sex does it lead to tragedy. I, I get fed up with those messages. You can be a hoe and still have a good life. Hi, you can be a hoe and still have a good life. <laughs> It doesn't have. <laughs> I like fucking around. I will like. What's wrong? I'm like. I got numbers like a gay man. I'm proud of that shit. Let me dear. Kindred spirits here, Auntie Vice. Kindred spirits. <laughs> no, and I just. I'm so sick of Tyler Perry getting awards for shit where it's just one shitty black man after another. Like, honestly, it bothers me. Like that. This is. This is what. Commerce is saying this is what we want to see. Mm. And I'm tired the, of seeing them. I, I agree with 99% of what you said. Mm -hmm. I think what I have to keep in mind for this one in particular is this wasn't originally his thing. No. So but that's I think... why I don't hold stop. That's why I don't hold it against mm. him as much as some of the other ones I do because this wasn't his creation. He adapted it into yep. film. But I think since this was already a, the story in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I gave him a, I gave him a pass for the most part on that on that part of it. But well, and I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, no, I'll give him that that this wasn't he added to it and he expanded some of it. Mm -hmm. Um and I think there were ways that it could have been done to be a little more resonant with with some of the more modern experiences. Like I get why these stories are important. I get the at the time when this piece came out why it was so revolutionary. Mm -hmm. But if he's modernizing so much of it, Go right. all the way. And he, yeah, and he's not staying true to all of the stuff in the stage play. You right. could, there's other ways to portray some good stuff. And you had that little inkling with the guy who's good to his wife in that, that one moment. Like, that's that's cool. But. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Like, Marvin. <laughs> I mean, you guys already said everything that I was already thinking, <laughs> I mean, to be fair. It was a great cast. They had some great talking points that, like, I would have loved to see more flushed out. That 
apparently, because I didn't realize it, the stage play did it way more justice than this movie ever could. And I think I kind of personally write it off because, dude, come on, man, it's Tyler Perry. Sometimes he just does not take a subject seriously. And that's just me. That's just personally me. I feel like he doesn't take certain subjects seriously. Or he takes it too seriously. Yes, yes. And then we mentioned it earlier, the Medea thing. I'm so, like, ah, God, it's like the William Hong of the black community. It's bad. It's just bad. And it's done now. At least it's done. At least it's done. Yes. Retire the Medea character for good. And yeah, exactly. But he already left a sour taste in too many people's mouth about it. <laughs> but at least he gave justice to this stage play, unlike fucking Disney with Mulan. Fuck you, <laughs> Disney. Fuck you. I'm waiting for that. What up, Marvin? Yes. I'm going to say like this. this movie, I'm going to be forever mad. <laughs> it is forever mad. I'm going to say like this for this movie. This movie is just, this movie came out to me just like how Mamma Mia on stage came out to me on, on film. It's like they got a cast. It basically had it. The cast worked its way, but instead of being a musical like that was, this was trying to be a full-on movie. Problematic, and a lot of the stuff that was being hit. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that I got hit, but a lot of these guys can be that have that are now being looked at as villains. They're looked at. Heck, even Frank's looked at as a villain, and he basically was just screwing around. He's like, come on, baby. I'm just coming around to see you. Come on, baby. I'm just coming to see you. It's like, Frank, get away from me, Frank. Frank, Frank, Frank. <laughs> but the reason, why I this movie, <laughs> reason why I gave this movie a two and a half was the fact that not only did it have an ensemble cast, but the movie did, I believe every person played their part uniquely. I'm, I'm kind of wishing they didn't, they didn't give a, the the whole lady in red, blue. Um, they were, I wish they kept the whole thing, but I understand the coloration because Janet Jackson did wear a red outfit. Um, I, I don't think I was, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg was all in white in her yeah. first scene. Yeah, they did. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, real, look, the real actors and actors, yeah. the ones who had more experience yeah. in this type of they, stuff. They did keep that like thing together. Yeah. yeah. They did. I mean, there were certain, together. like you're right, Auntie Vice, like if there were certain actors who were still, you could tell, were still quite new to see the role mm-hmm. in acting in general like i think tessa thompson for one was still fairly new to acting right. i think and the like compared to, was there too like, yeah exactly like in comparison to like what they're able to do now but and right. play li- li- like very convincing roles this one felt yeah. a little bit more forced for them well, and again yeah, this is 2010 was, though it's like yeah, yeah exactly because they were that's still a little new. green they were still a little new to the, yeah that was still 11 years ago that's I mean, so much has changed yeah. in that time mm-hmm. with how their experience and the roles they played since then that yep. yeah i think they would play a, a much different role uh, they would do it a lot differently but now. didn't care oh, washington, washington play like scandal in like 2012 or 13 or something like that? but that was that was newer scandal like that was yeah. early on in okay. that and she developed and she got a lot better because yeah like that was two years later yo (laughs) yeah so as you can see people we got 8.5 out of this show now this one here i like to say thank you to my guest brie i know she has to get ready to go and stuff but brie please let them know where they can find you on social media i like to say i am googleable so you can yes, definitely search. I got that. Bri blue, like the color. Um, but I'm on all social media networks. Um, Brie Blue's life, Brie Blue's life on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter. 
But on YouTube, it's just type in Brie Blue. You will see all videos, all things me. I'm currently revamping my website, but I'm an, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I got books on uh, Amazon, but get them from me instead so I can sign them and all the money can go this way instead of, you know. Um, and that's it. That's all. I'm working on getting my open mic back going as soon as we really Speak open easy. Up. Speak easy. Yes. Speak easy. That was my weekly open mic for five years. And um, it's it's necessary again. So. Mm -hmm. I thank you guys for having me. Most definitely. Yeah, Marvin, what, give out your social Yeah, media. you can find me on IG as StarvinMarvin09. Love it. Auntie Vice? I'm Auntie Vice on all things social media. My website is AuntieVice.com. And check out Boundless Events uh, on April 7th for harnessing your creativity to improve your kinky sex. My birthday is April 5th, too. I'm checking it all out. <laughs> <laughs> her, her birthday is April 4th. So, yo, yo, really? yeah, April 4th. Yeah, she's a day before. There we go. Yeah. I knew I felt I knew I felt that. Epic Dangerous experience. <laughs> yeah. And you can see me, Sharon Smith, over at I am Big Z. That is I A M B I C Z I N E. Thank you once again to Bree for being here and doing Thanks this. It's a, it was a kicker. This, I ain't gonna lie, this is gonna be a movie that's gonna be bad. If you need liquor, this is the one. There you go. But drink <laughs> it ahead of time. Don't try, don't think yeah, you're don't, gonna drink it during this. the movie. Don't get high watching this. No. It's gonna be a bad one. Oh, completely. So, everyone out there, thank you for coming. And we will see y'all in the next movie over.